Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, leaders, welcome to episode 36 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name's Jeremy, and I got a little treat for you. Uh, for the next two months, I'm going to go into a two part mini series, and I've entitled this series Your Greatest Year. Yet, I want to talk to you about a couple things that I believe could help transition you into what could possibly be, for many leaders, your greatest year yet. And so for this specific episode, episode 36, I've entitled this one, A Rise and Grind Routine. Now, let me talk to you about what that actually means, what that actually looks like. It always amazes me every January at how busy the gym is. I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, those of you who exercise and work out, um, but there's always this buzz of the, the, a, a brand new set of people who have set out with brand new resolutions in their hearts to become healthier, to exercise more, to be fit, to lose weight, whatever the case may be. And then as time goes on, that initial surge they experience begins to fade along with the discipline of getting up early to exercise. And the crazy part is that companies and businesses actually bank on this. They actually budget accordingly, knowing that the majority of humanity will not stick with their goals and will actually fail in reaching their goals. Think about this. What if you could become an outlier in this regard? What if you could actually beat the odds and achieve your goals resulting in your greatest year yet? Well, I believe you can and I want you to. And so that's why I'm taking the time over the next two episodes to specifically help you experience what I believe quite possibly be your greatest year yet. Now, as I said a moment ago, I've broken this idea into a little two-part series as there are so many important ideas and concepts to unpack. And this is something that has become a real passion of mine and so much of what I want to share with you in these two episodes is stuff I've learned recently, I've implemented into my own life from reading I've done, research I've done, people I've talked to over the past couple of years. Now, I'm going to enlist, uh, include a list of these books and some of these resources at the end of part two, episode 37, which will be next month. Here's what I'd like to cover in these two episodes. So for this particular episode, as I said earlier, I'd like to talk to you about a daily morning ritual, a, a, a routine, an intentional routine that's an absolute game changer. I call it the rise and grind routine. And then next month, in part two of your greatest year yet, I want to talk to you from the topic, goal setting that works. Okay, so in this example I shared as we opened today, there are all sorts of contributors as to why people often fall off the wagon when it comes to their New Year's resolutions. And maybe you've been one of those people before. You've set out with goals at the start of a year that you want to accomplish, and you just don't end up achieving them by the time that year completes. Maybe you're missing some key motivators or activation triggers or even the proper rewards in place. Doesn't matter, whatever it is, I think one of the major reasons that many people don't achieve their goals they set out to accomplish is because they get stuck on the implementation part. See, the ambition is there, the desire's there, but they don't have a solid implementation strategy. Simply put, they don't have a plan. Now, here's the deal. Listen to me closely. Ambition minus implementation equals ridiculous delusion. Let me say that again. Ambition minus implementation 
equals ridiculous delusion. Here's the deal. People who have ambitions yet never do anything with them have become disillusioned because hope is not a plan. Hope is not a plan. Desiring to change and changing are actually not the same thing. I know that sounds so simple and you know that. I don't I, I don't want to uh, dismiss your intelligence here today. But without a solid plan, what often ends up happening is that the urgent things in our lives rob us from the most important things in our lives. You see, we, we end up getting overwhelmed by the urgent, which is not always the most important. So how do we ensure we focus in on what's most important this coming year? How could this upcoming year be your greatest year yet? Well, I do believe that goal setting is a huge factor in you experiencing your greatest year yet. But I also think your year is greatly determined by each day. And so I want to take it a step further here today and talk about each day. Because here's the truth. Every great year is, like, back it up. If you're going to have a great year, it's going to be made up of some great months. And if you're going to have a great month, it's going to be made up of some great days. And if you're going to win each day, if you're going to have some great days, then it always starts with an intentional morning routine. It starts with those first couple hours, maybe even that first hour that is so important for you having a great day, which turns into a great week, which turns into a great month, which turns into your greatest year yet. So that's exactly what I want to unpack for the rest of our time in this particular episode, an intentional rise and grind routine that produces exponential results. Now, let me, let me preface all this by saying this. Much of what I want to unpack for you here comes from an excellent read. I, I can't recommend this book enough. I began reading it back in August of 2020, just last year. The book is called The 5 a.m. Club. The author's name is Robin Sharma. You can find it wherever you get your books. It's there, audio version, however you like to read, whether you listen or read or ebooks, whatever you do, it, you'll find it there, The 5 a.m. Club. And in it, he suggests that the most successful people and leaders in life all have one thing in common, and that is that they get up before the rest of the world. Pretty simple stuff, right? He also spends a great deal of time explaining the scientific benefits, both physiological and psychological, to getting up before the sun's even up. Now, I realize I may have already lost many of you back when I mentioned 5 a.m. Some of you are thinking, what? There's no way. You don't know how I like my sleep. Like, there's no way I get up that early. Listen, that's okay. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in this podcast trying to convince you that you must get up at 5 to be effective. What's more important than the time on the clock is what you do when you rise before you do anything else. So whether it's 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., listen, some of you get up at 4, 4.30. Some of you already have this routine. And so you could teach us and super pumped for you because you already know the benefits of what I'm about to talk about. But that first hour or so of your day will set the tone and determine how the rest of your day goes. And we all know that our days make up weeks and those weeks make up months and those months make up years and I want this to be your greatest year yet. So what goes into an intentional rise and grind routine? I'm glad you asked. There are three key components. Now Sharman in the 5am club calls this the 20-20-20 formula. The idea being that the first hour would consist of three 20-minute blocks where you spend time on each of these three key components. 
Now, you can definitely go longer. Let me just say this up front before we get into what these three things are. You could definitely go longer. It doesn't have to work out to an exact 20-20-20 formula. The idea is that 20 minutes would be a minimum. Now, you can also rearrange these around. You don't have to go in the specific order that he suggests. I've actually built my own morning, my own rise and grind routine from what he suggests in the book, and I've flipped the order a little bit. It just works better for me. So don't get too stuck on that. But let me give them to you in the order he suggests, and then you can decide for yourself how you want to order that first hour or hour and a half or couple hours of your morning, your rise and grind routine. So the first thing he talks about is physical. Now listen to me. What he suggests is the first 20 minutes that you rise is exercise. So the moment you get up, you hear that alarm, you put some exercise clothes on, whatever, that are already set out beside your bed, you're ready to go, and you exercise. Now, if you want to, let me stop here for a second because I was missing, I've been exercising the first thing I do when I get up for years now, 10, 15, 12, I don't even know how long, since I've been married basically, which is coming up to 20 years in June. Woo, shout outs to my wife. All right, 20 minutes of exercise. Now, not just exercise, but he talks about the neurological and physiological benefits of of not just exercising, but exercising to make yourself sweat. Uh, and I can, I can tell you, this is one thing that was missing in my morning workout routine. I have a high metabolism, um, and, and so I don't sweat easily. It takes a lot to get my body to sweat. And so I can go and do a full weight routine in the gym without hardly sweating at all. I just don't sweat easily. But if I do the cardio uh, and I make my heartbeat get up, it actually produces sweat. And he talks about the benefits of that, which I'm not going to go into today. You can read the book if you want to hear all the benefits that that produces. What I want to tell you and, and suggest to you is that you just do this. Make yourself sweat. I started doing this back when I, I read about it. And I started, even if it's five minutes of cardio, intense cardio, even before I go into a weight training or or whatever I'm going to do for that workout that morning, I specifically each day try and make myself sweat now. And I'm telling you, it wakes you up, first of all. And then there's all sorts of uh, systemic uh, benefits that come kind of the compound effect of that and what that does for you and and just your brain and your activity and and just your... just all the physical benefits to that as well, and uh, which he explains in his book. So the first 20 minutes of the 20-20-20 formula of your rise and grind routine is exercise. Again, you don't have to do it in this order, but this is what he suggests. The second component, second key component of the rise and grind routine is emotional. Now, for me and for all those spiritual leaders out there, this might be the time that you spend with God. Um, and, and so for me personally, I can only speak for me, this 20 minutes is where I'm going to spend time reflecting and journaling and praying and reading my Bible and journaling out of that. Um, and, and I've actually flipped the order on this. I don't actually do it in this time space. Um, and I'll talk about that at the end. I'll give you an example of what my rise and grind routine looks like. But for this 20 minutes, he talks about spending time reflecting and journaling specifically. So if you're not a spiritual leader, you might do some meditation um, uh, something like that, that you're just being quiet, you're listening, and then reflecting, writing those thoughts down, what's coming to your mind, what's weighing heavy on your heart. He talks specifically in the reflecting and journaling part about writing one thing that you're currently struggling with that's maybe on your heart, your mind constantly, that you just can't shake, and then writing one thing specifically or three things that you are grateful for. 
Now, I've personally been doing this for, for a little bit now, and I gotta tell you, the, the benefits of just getting maybe even that one thing I'm struggling with out on paper, it gets it out of my system. And I've even learned this through counseling and, and what a counselor's told me before. Uh, back when I went through burnout, just having a journal beside my bed was helpful and writing things down that are on my brain at night that are preventing me from getting some good sleep. Once you get them out, it's just so helpful. They're now out of your system. You might still think about them periodically, but it's, it doesn't hold the same weight because you've actually released it. You've gotten it out on paper, and that is therapeutic. And I can tell you firsthand the benefits of that. But the other component I want to talk to you about is just the, the gratitude part. Um, and, and just taking specific time in that first hour of being awake and writing one thing you're grateful for, starting your day off right on the right foot, on a positive foot, and thinking specifically about one thing you're grateful for, what happens is your mind keeps going back to that the rest of the day. And when, when we're naturally tempted at times to think of the negative, the things, everything that's wrong in our lives and the things we haven't yet achieved or we're not where we want to be in that area of our life, um, this has been so helpful for me personally and just being able to center myself and go back to that one thing I'm grateful for that I'm focusing on for that day. So we've got physical, we've got emotional. Then the third aspect, it, which we often maybe don't talk about as an, enough or as much as we should, is the intellectual. So the final 20 minutes of a 2020 form, 2020 formula is where you learn something. This is where you stretch your mind, your brain. Uh, I was reading, I'm reading another book right now. It's a financial book, but it's talking about how your brain, your mind is actually your greatest asset that we all have is our minds. And so often uh, we let our minds go to sleep. We stop learning and we, we, we shut our brains down basically when we do that. And so uh, Sharma knows this and he talks about this in his book, how, how you need to, whether it's reading, you could be listening to an audiobook, it could be a podcast, it could be watching a documentary, it could be an instructional video on YouTube, it could be a TED talk, it doesn't matter, but you're stretching yourself, you're learning something new. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be in your um, sphere of what you do. It doesn't have to be in your work. It could be something, it could be a, a hobby or just something you're interested in, an interest that you have, but you're stretching your brain. And I, 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 I can't tell you how huge this is and the, the, the benefits for me personally and just uh, every day taking in my morning routine, having a, a portion of that, that, time that rise and grind routine where I actually stretch my brain and I'm, I'm, I'm learning something new and it's just reinvigorated and refreshed my mind and my brain he talks about how our brains are the elasticity of our brain and we can actually grow our brains the older we get we don't have to let that it our brains are actually muscles and tissues that we can stretch and grow the more we use them and the more that we learn new things and so there are huge neurological benefits to this one. And I would just encourage you to, uh, to impl even if you just did this one and implemented this in your life, um, there's so many other benefits too to this one. I've found even at supper times, just having something for conversation's sake with my kids and my family at supper to say, hey, this is what I learned today. And you're asking your kids often, hey, what'd you learn in school today? And so many times you get nothing or whatever and you don't know how to respond. Well, we can actually model the way for our kids by saying, hey, this is what I learned today. What are you learning? And just because we're done school doesn't mean that we have to stop learning. So there it is. I know it sounds pretty simple, 
right? This, this whole rise and grind routine. But the real challenge is doing all three of these things before you do anything else. That means before checking email, before checking your social media. I've got to tell you, I've implemented this rise and grind routine in my own life back at the beginning of September of 2020, this habit of getting up at 5 a.m. And it was hard in the start, but I can honestly say I haven't looked back. Now, it took me about 66 days. Um, I, I know we've been led to believe before that it takes about 21 days to establish a new habit. Um, scientifically, they've actually proven that that's actually a bit of a myth. And it, it's actually probably looks more like 66 or even longer to establish a new habit. And there's right scientific research to back that up. Um, but, but this new habit of getting up at 5 a.m. has now been a part of my routine since back in September. And I got to tell you, I don't even think about it too much anymore. I, it just, my, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. and I get up. It's, it's now a habit that's been established. It doesn't mean it's always easy. There's some mornings that are easier than others. Um, there are times when it's still really tough. But I got to tell you, there's this feeling I can't even describe to you that that happens around 7, 7.30 a.m. that rolls around and I've fully completed my morning rise and grind routine and I just feel like I've accomplished already by 7, 7.30. I feel like I've accomplished more than many do in their entire day. Now, there's another side to this. If you're going to get up that early at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever it may be, you need to have a healthy bedtime routine as well. I, I can tell you firsthand, I'm in bed by 9.30 weeknights most of the time. doesn't mean I'm asleep by 9.30, but I'm, I'm, my bedtime routine has already started. 9, 9.15, I'm starting that routine, what that looks like, and getting ready for bed, and, and shutting down lights, and getting off technology, and all of those things. And you know what? I'm usually asleep shortly, um, whether it's by 10 p.m. Or, or after 10 p.m. on any given night through the week. Now, there are so many other benefits and reasons. I, I could spend so much time talking about this um, and just the effectiveness that, that this will set you apart as a leader from the rest when you have a healthy, intentional rise and grind routine. And so uh, I just wanted to give you a snapshot because I didn't want you to have to wait to finish this book, The 5 a.m. Club. I wanted to help leaders. That's what this podcast is all about. We exist to help develop healthy leaders because your leadership really does matter. And so that's why I wanted to give you this. I wanted to save you the pain of, of having to read this entire book. Now, I still suggest you do um, because there's so many other elements to this and reasons uh, behind this and scientific research and all of that that he explains in the book that I don't have time for in this podcast. I just wanted to basically whet your appetite for, for a healthy rise and grind routine. Now, like I said, mine looks a little different than that. So for me as a spiritual leader, a God-fearing person, a God-fearing leader, I actually get up and I start my, my the first thing I do is I go to my living room and I spend time in prayer. And, and then after that, um, since the stay-at-home order, I, I've switched up my, my routine based upon what the government's allowing us to do at, at any given time. So Normally, after that, I would then go to the gym and I'd do my exercise. So right now, I'm exercising right after that prayer time. I'm exercising at home in my living room, doing some home workouts, making myself sweat. Then I sit down and I'm doing my reflecting, my journaling, my Bible reading. And uh, I'm doing that in that portion. 
Um, then I go have a quick shower. I grab something to eat, my coffee, and I sit down and I read. That's where I'm getting the intellectual part. And that all takes place. Um, like I say, that that's about two hours um, start to finish. I'm done. my. And again, it could be 7, 7.30. Um, by that time, I've pretty much completed my morning routine. And I feel like I've accomplished so much more. And uh, it, it's just, it's been so life-giving to me. Now, there's a few other hacks he talks about in the book too that you could kind of pair up with your rise and grind routine that could help you the rest of the day. I want to talk to you about those real quickly um, before we conclude this this part one of, of this, your greatest year yet. So here they are real quick. I'm just going to kind of go through them. Now, I'm not going to give them a whole lot of context. Again, read the book if you want to find out more. But I've incorporated many of these in my life and they've just been uh, exponential in seeing some, some massive results. And, uh, and so here they are. First of all, the 5TT, he calls it. Um, this is called the 5, it stands for 5 Tiny Targets. So back when I'm journaling as part of my rise and grind routine, when I'm sitting down to journal and reflect and Bible read, after I've, I've finished my, my Bible reading and my journaling, I'm... I'm um, giving thanks for one thing and one thing I'm struggling with, then I write down my five tiny targets for that day. So even before I start work, I'm thinking, what are the five things I want to nail off today? And so many times in our lives as leaders, I think we're, we're, we're involved in so many complex issues that we don't ever get to completely close the file on something. And so it can be difficult sometimes. You look back over your day and you're like, what did I really do today? What did I really accomplish? Well, even if it's tiny, I would highly suggest, even before you begin any other habits that I've talked about here on this episode, if you just did this, I'm telling you the benefits from this and being able to look back at the end of the day, even if it was just a tiny thing, I wanted to send that email to that specific person. I wanted to make that call. I wanted to finish that. I wanted to work 20 minutes on that file and then close it again. If you're to even have five tiny targets like this, I'm just telling you what happens is at the end of the day, you look back and you go, wow, I was I was pretty effective today. I, I nailed off those five things. Now, they maybe weren't huge, but at least I know I did five things and I can actually point back to what they were today. And that has a compound effect to it. This might be, just saying, this might be one of my most favorite habits that I've established back in 2020. Next, I want to talk to you about is called the 90-90-1. And this basically, um, before you can do this, I, I, I got to preface this by saying this. Before you can do this one and establish this in your life, you really need to figure out what you're called to be great at, the five things you're called to be great at. If you don't know what that's all about, I encourage you to go back to episode 12, Leadership Hacks. It's called Knowing Yourself. Part of the Leadership Matters podcast, we talked about it way back at episode 12. You need to go back and listen to that episode in its entirety. And in there, I talk about how you know what you're called to be great at and making up that list of your five things, your top five. Once you know those, then what this principle is all about is basically the first 90 minutes of your workday, every day of the week, 
you're going to spend 90 minutes working on one thing that you feel called to be great at. And if you did that for the next 90 days, this is where the 90-90 comes in. If you spent 90 minutes for the next 90 days working on one thing you feel called to be great at, I'm telling you, you will begin to see the difference and you'll also begin to see yourself rise in that specific area, even above maybe your colleagues or other people um, that are doing the same thing. So let's, let's say you felt felt called to be a great communicator as a leader. If you took 90 minutes for the next 90 days and just worked on communication um, and worked on writing and worked on researching and worked on uh, even delivery and you spent time, I'm telling you, you would rise as in your communication like never before. You would see the results of just doing that for the next 90 days. All right, and then after that, um, so I, I've been I've been doing this as much as I possibly can, in establishing that 90-91 principle in my own life, and I've been seeing the results, seeing the benefits. And then after that, the rest of my day is scheduled. It's broken up into 60-10 chunks. This is another one that Robin Sharma talks about in the 5 a.m. club. So after my 90-minute session, start the day, I break up the rest of my day in multiple 60-10 blocks. So what that means is basically 60 minutes of focused time, Focused work, no distractions, and then 10 minutes of break where I get up out of my chair. I'm going to go talk to somebody. Right now we're all working at home and the kids are we're doing online schooling. And so I'm bugging them or, or I'm uh, Google bombing one of their classes or I'm unwinding. I'm listening to music. I might go outside, get some fresh air, get a coffee, get up, get a drink of water, whatever it is. And then I, I bunker down and another 60 minutes. Now, even go back to the 90-91 principle, I forgot to say, this needs to be focused, undistracted time. This is where you basically put yourself in a tight, undistracted, focused bubble. And uh, that might mean shutting your cell phone off. It might mean putting it in a Ziploc bag and throw it in the closet. I Get it out of sight, out of mind. It might mean turning all the notifications off if you're working on a laptop you would shut all notifications off. You're not looking at email. You're not looking at social media. You are undistracted. You're not taking calls. You are totally focused in on that one thing that you feel called to be great at. And that will separate you from the pack. I'm, I'm just telling you it will. When you get that focused, you get that serious and disciplined about what you're called to be great at. It will set you apart. And same thing with those 60-10 moments. They need to be undistracted. You're maybe not as disciplined as you are in the 90-91 portion, but the 60-10 still needs to be undistracted um, time. Also talks about travel university, and I've been doing this one for years. Basically, where anytime I'm traveling in the car or flying on a plane or wherever I'm going, I am always very intentional with that travel time. If you commute, um, and nobody's really doing much of that these days, but when you are, you're listening to something that teaches you, you're learning something new. It might be a podcast. It might be um, listening to an audiobook. I've really found those audiobooks to be a huge, huge asset in my life. They've been a game changer for me. I'm just plowing through books now. Anytime I'm in the car listening to audiobooks um, or walking or whatever the case may be, working out, I'm listening to podcasts now. Um, it, it's just been a game changer. And so I just encourage you use that time wisely. Be intentional with every moment of your day, basically, is what that's about. Another one is the WDS. It stands for the Weekly Design System. And this is just means spending a few minutes every Sunday mapping out your upcoming week. 
Uh, we talk about this in my interview with Jeff Hillier back on uh, Leadership Top Fives. I think it was episode... Uh, this is 36, so that 35, it would have been episode 34 with, with Jeff Hillier, my interview with him. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. And he talked about this specifically. One of the things that he does each week is sit down Sunday and map out his week. You might um, also uh, establish the, your big three targets for the week or, or five targets for that week that if this is going to be a win this week, this is what I need to get done. And you schedule it in, put it in your calendar your weekly design system. Another one is the 2WW. This is basically your second win workout. And uh, I've been starting to incorporate this. So at the end of my workday, before supper, I'm getting in another workout. Now, it's not as aggressive as the morning one where I'm making myself sweat. But the second one is just getting the heart rate up a little bit. It might be going for a walk outside on a trail, taking the dog for a walk, walking around the block, a bike ride at night, whatever the case may be. But that second workout is going to give you your second wind that will fuel your evening. Um, I don't know about you, but before doing this, after supper, I get pretty sleepy. I mean, I've been up since five, and so I've accomplished a lot that day, and I don't have a whole lot necessarily to give my family then or my kids. Or, uh, But now, by doing this, I'm finding my evenings are a lot more fueled, and I've got so, uh, so much better um, inside of me um, left to to give to my family which is so important to me because uh, they're, they're a huge priority in my life. Well, I'm going to stop there for the sake of time. I could go on. There's other things, hacks that I could talk to you about, but I'm going to stop there for the sake of time. What I really want you to get is this, an intentional rise and grind routine. I want you to, to sit down and map out what an intentional rise and grind routine could look like for you that could set the tone for some great days ahead of you, which could lead to some great months which could lead to quite possibly your greatest year yet. Now, don't forget, ambition minus implementation equals ridiculous delusion. It's one thing to sit down and establish what that routine is going to look like. Um, And I've given you a bit of a map for what that could look like here today. But if you don't do anything with it, you, you are just a disillusioned leader. And I don't want that for any of you. So, Don't just figure out what the plan could look like, then put the plan in place and begin doing it. When should you start? Why not tomorrow? Seems as good a time as any. Just so you know, I started this when I was starting a three-week vacation time. What a time to start getting up at 5 a.m. But I thought, you know what? I, I could make all the excuses in the book for not doing this because I'm going on vacation. I need to rest. But I thought, if I don't start this now, if I give myself an out now, I'll always give myself an out. And so I committed even on vacation, I was going to start this 5 a.m. principle of getting up and establish this this rise and grind routine. And I, I can honestly say I've been doing it ever since. And it's, it's a game changer. So what would change in your life if you started getting up a little earlier and put a plan like this in place? I believe your greatest year yet all starts with a great rise and grind routine. Next month, uh, I'll be back with part two where we're going to be talking about goal setting that works. We've all been there before. We've set goals in January that we have lost sight of by March, by February, sometimes even the end of January, we've lost sight of them and we never end up achieving. We look back in December and we go, oh man, I didn't even come close to achieving that goal. Well, I want to give you a strategy, a formula that, that works. I believe it works well. I want to unpack what that looks like in part two of this, your greatest year yet. 
Well, listen, I want to thank you for tuning in today. And if you find this podcast helpful, don't be a leadership hoarder. Please go and share the good news of the Leadership Matters podcast. Get it out there. Post it on your social media. Like us wherever you get your 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 podcast. Go ahead, like. If you would even go a step further and leave a review on Apple or Spotify or Google, wherever you get your podcast, that would just help spread the word so much because we are really trying to do our best to help you as leaders. And remember, we exist to help you develop in your leadership as a healthy leader. That's why we exist, because we just believe so much your leadership really does matter. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in today. I I hope that you have a great month, and I can't wait to be back with you for part two of this Your Greatest Year Yet. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.